Good morning. Merry Christmas. Uh, so uh, Ross and Michelle and the girls are off. Uh, this they basically booked it out of town. I think after Christmas, and um, they'll be back. Ross will be here next week. So um, if you came here expecting to hear Ross, I apologize. Um, if you guys came here um, expecting to hear me, <laughs> I have no idea what to say about that. Um, uh, I, I guess thank you. Um, so uh, I, I need to give you I, I need to give you a heads up here. Uh, we in the Downport household have had a, a really good Christmas. Uh, Seth caught the flu on uh, Christmas night, and so we've been battling that, but uh, Sarah and I have been battling colds, and uh, so I may at some point in time have to take a pause because I had a little coughing spell in the 815 service, and uh, so I've got like my whole like little digs up here, <laughs> so, um, so I'm asking for uh, forgiveness in advance. But on that note, I want to give you, uh, I, I want to plant two seeds of thought in your head. And the first is, is participation over perfection. Because I'm going to tell you, I can take this sermon off into the air. I have not figured out how to land the plane. <laughs> okay? So in the 815 service, the plane landed pretty hard. <laughs> I just like, boom. And um, it was almost the equivalent of a mic drop, and, uh, and then we moved on. So there's that. So participation over for perfection. And the other seed that I want to plant into your head is uh, practice resurrection. And you're going to start hearing us say this a lot around here a lot more. You're going to hear it coming out of my mouth a lot more. And that is because these were two ideas brought to us by Ross a year and a half ago. But I think that these are two things that we need to really live into in 2019. And so on that note, I have now uh, uh, solved your New Year's resolution problems because now I've given you two New Year's resolutions. And they're fairly easy to live into. So hear me now and believe me later. Um, so we are into the what day of Christmas? Sixth day of Christmas. Uh, Jareth, since you came to the last service, zip it. <laughs> uh, so we're in the sixth day of Christmas, and can anybody tell me what the uh, gift it is that you receive on the sixth day of Christmas? Gifts, geese, Elaine, yes. Can anybody tell me what the six geese, Elaine, represent? No. <laughs> the person who answers yes, <laughs> it, it says no. Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? <laughs> so the six Giselaine represent the six days of creation. Ah. So we came, so it's still Christmas. Anybody want to disagree with me on that? Well, let's start here. So how many of you put your Christmas trees up before Thanksgiving? A couple. Okay. Did you put your Christmas tree up before Halloween? No. Okay. Well, we had to check on that. 
Um, so uh, we got a couple of people, you know, three people who put their Christmas trees up uh, before uh, Thanksgiving. How many of you put up your Christmas trees the day after Thanksgiving? Okay, and how many of you put them up like uh, the first Sunday of Advent? Sometime in December? Christmas Eve? Okay, so most of you. So now, here's the big test. Um, how many of you still have your Christmas trees up? Oh, okay. How many of you took your Christmas tree down the day after Christmas? Yeah, there you go. Day after Christmas. 27th. Okay, that counts. 26th? Okay. You are forgiven. Because it is the sixth day of Christmas. Your tree should be still be up. So Christmas, so the first Sunday of Advent is what? It's the first day of the year. If you're following the liturgical calendar, it's the first day of the year. And so we come, we come in, we, we put our Christmas trees up because we're excited and we're wanting to get ready for Christmas. And we're, uh, and so then we come to church on Sunday and there's this beautiful Advent wreath here and we start lighting candles and so we lit four candles over the four Sundays, uh, peace, joy, love, hope. And then on Christmas Eve, we lit the Christ candle in the center. And so on that first Sunday, we lit a candle of peace, hoping that everything would be calm and bright. And then we, the second Sunday, we lit the candle of joy because glories stream from heaven afar and they fill us with joy. And then on the third Sunday, we lit the candle of love because of the radiant beams from his holy face give us love because he loves us. And then on the last Sunday, we lit the candle of hope because hope might possibly be here at last. And then on Christmas Eve, we light that candle because we know he is coming and in that night, we hope that we sleep in peace. And in the new year, we light the candles in hopes that earthly woes would be forever freed. I want to read to you this morning's scripture it's going to sound a little weird, but it's all going to make sense in the end. It's from the book of Revelations, my favorite book. I, I, I need to say this. The book of Revelation scares, scares me. It scares me like some of the people in the church scare me. <laughs> I, 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 I'm being honest. Excuse me? Explain. <laughs> Uh, well, like my wife scares me sometimes. <laughs> um, there's a lady that comes to the first service. Her name is Myrna Anselin. And until I got to meet and get to really know Myrna six years ago, she scared me. Uh, there's another lady that comes to the first service. And most of the people who scare me are in the first service, actually. Her name is Barb. And until I met Barb seven years ago, you know, there was like three years of like, oh, there's Barb. I'll go this way. Um, you know, there's, there's, this, I, there's this idea of in the not knowing that we become very fearful. 
And so I think the book of Revelation for most of us is this, we don't know it, and it seems to be this third rail in the church, and so we, we don't know it, and so it scares us, and so we don't read it. But today's verse is very interesting and very fitting. Was that good? Okay. Pray for me later. <laughs> then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as betrothed, beautifully dressed for their beloved. I heard a loud voice from the throne say, Look, God's dwelling is here with humankind. God will dwell with them, and they will be God's people. Then God said to me, All is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will freely give water from the life-giving spring. We had a short worship meeting this week. Um, Michael, Kathy, myself, we, we met and we're trying to figure out like how we were going to map out this Sunday's worship service. And we had a discussion about this uh, uh, Bible verse because, well, I was scared. See, I, I read it as this has already happened. It's not the future. This has already happened. because, And I can make my case by saying that Christ is born, so that makes Jerusalem born, uh, Jerusalem new, so now it's a new Jerusalem. Christ is born, and we are new within Christ. And Michael was making the case that this is to come. And then there's Kathy. Kathy's like Switzerland right there in the middle. And so Kathy made the case that this is a both and, that it has happened, but because we are Easter people, it will happen again. So keep that in the back of your head. Expectancy. We come to that first Sunday in Advent, and, and we light this candle, and we allow ourselves to be expectant to open ourselves up to the possibilities of what Christ has in store for us we start getting excited like i said a few weeks ago the city sidewalks are dressed in holiday style we greet each other with Happy Holidays, and Merry Christmas, and know that both are okay. We are hopeful people and realize that there is no war on Christmas. That Christmas comes, and it comes again, and all is good, and all is bright. We hope in all this excitement for just a little peace, a little quiet, a little calm. But patience is not our virtue, and we don't like to wait. So there are five questions in journalism that you're supposed to ask to write a good story. You're supposed to ask, what, who, when, where, 
why, and how. So if we were to write this story again, the what is Christ is born, and the who is to Mary and Joseph and us. And the when is, you might say, 2,000 years ago or so, if you wanted to be historically accurate, but I would argue that he was born just this past Tuesday. And the where, some of you may say in a manger, others of you might say in a cave, others of you might yet say an extra room in a house, I would say in our hearts. Why? He was born to save us from ourselves. And how? Does it really matter? When the church was born, there was this theology that went with it. And it survived for about 1,100 years or so. And it is the theology of what? Meaning, this happened, this what happened, and that's all good. They would just accept Christ was born, Christ has died, Christ will come again. There was no question of who. There was no question of when, where, why, and there was no question absolutely positively at all of how. They just accepted what. And then we come to the Renaissance and we seek to become enlightened. And so then we start adding in questions. Who, when, where, why, how. And we kind of mess up the theology of what. So, this Sunday, I would ask you to accept what has happened. Christ is born. And just leave it at that. No more, no less. And why do I pose that thought? It's because I am suggesting that Christmas happens every day. See, in a couple of weeks, your staff will meet for a staff meeting, and the question will be posed, Easter. See, we'll be getting ready for Easter in January. It's coming. And then after Easter is done, a couple of weeks after that, your staff will get ready, and then they will pose the question, Christmas, and we'll be getting ready for Christmas. See, we are Easter people because every Sunday, Christ is risen yet again. And so, how is it that Monday through Saturday, it is Christmas every day? Because when you wake up and you see the dawn of a new day, Christ is yet born again in your heart.
in reading this passage from Revelation for the last Sunday in our sermon series about Silent Night, a calm and bright night. We wanted to connect our journey into the birth of peace, joy, love, and hope in the presence of Jesus Christ with the vision of the new heaven, the new earth, being birthed in us every day for the new year. Lord, give us the courage to accept what it is that you say, to accept what it is that you did. No more, no less. That we may be born again each and every day. And as that happens, Christ is born in us, renewed. That we are Christmas people. That we are Easter people. That we share peace, joy, love, and hope. That we may participate more, knowing that we may not be perfect, and that we practice resurrection, not only within ourselves, but with each other, those we know and those we don't know, a little bit more in 2019. And all of Jesus' people said, amen. As we prepare for communion,